You are listening to Living for the Cinema with Jeff Gershon. I am a cinema enthusiast of all genres, here to discuss with you one film every episode. The good, the bad, and the ugly of what makes each film unique. And just as a warning, these films might be in theaters now, or they may be from 10, 20, 30 years ago. But regardless, there's a strong possibility that I will be revealing spoilers. I might give away the plot or the ending in this review, so just be warned. Today, we are here to discuss another round. This movie came out in 2020. It's a Danish film, foreign language film, and it just won the Oscar for Best International Feature Film. And the Oscar goes to another round. It is directed by Thomas Vinterberg. It stars Mads Mikkelsen, Thomas Bo Larsen, Magnus Maleng, and Lars Ranth. Please bear with me as I might not be pronouncing these names right. If I had to designate the genre, I would say it's a midlife crisis dramatic comedy or comedic drama. And let's start things off by saying I'm not Danish, nor do I have any idea of Danish drinking culture. So I might have started this film with a slight disadvantage of not understanding the baseline of knowledge to make sense of the behaviors on the part of all four of its main protagonists. It's to the credit of Oscar-winning director-writer Thomas Vinterberg and a very strong cast led by the sneakily versatile Mads Mikkelsen that this tricky premise is so relatable and so affecting. Mikkelsen himself is a tricky one. He worked his way up as a Danish leading man on TV and film for about 10 years before bursting on the international scene as a Bond villain of all things. He played Le Chief in Casino Royale, and in my opinion, it's one of the best villains they've had. Do you believe in God, Mr. Le Chief? No. I believe in a reasonable rate of return. And then he further cemented his evil credentials by playing the title character in the surprisingly gruesome show Hannibal, just a few years later. He's always been handsome, but in that kind of sinister way with his washed out facial features. And he has obviously played well into that persona. But you could always sense that with Mickelson, there was a sensitive side creeping under the surface. And he plays that side very effectively in this movie as Martin, who is married with two kids. He's a history teacher, and he feels adrift in a midlife crisis. He even feels invisible at times, and he's not alone. Three of his fellow teachers are feeling the same way. All men around the same age. One of them is actually married as well. And one night they go out to a local restaurant to celebrate the 40th birthday of the youngest named Nikolai, who is played by Magnus Maleng in a very nice understated performance as a sleep-deprived, relatively new father. Sitting over drinks, they start discussing a scientific theory that one of them has heard about. Now bear with me. Apparently, the human body has a perpetually negative blood alcohol level of minus 0.05%. What this means is that it could benefit them as functional adults to drink more on a regular basis to get that blood alcohol level higher. That's right, day drinking as a proposed method for making themselves more productive and more present. So they, they decide then to embark on an experiment where each of them will sneak alcohol throughout the day at school, no less, where they work. They'll monitor their blood alcohol level, make sure it's above a certain level, and then they will also track how this affects their personal and professional lives. Yep, I could feel eyes rolling. I, well, my eyes rolled myself when I first heard about this premise. This premise could potentially 
veer in any number of cliche directions. It could go the boys will be boys adolescent fantasy direction, played strictly for laughs, like old school. Once it hits your lips, it's so good. Or it could go in the direction of the pretentious middle-aged man finding himself through hedonistic means drama, like American Beauty. Both these types of premises have been done to death, and they're pretty tiresome at this point. But fortunately, Vinterberg and crew, they find their own unique path, and the result is a highly entertaining yet emotional story of both fellowship and self-actualization accomplished through alcohol. We witness how the alcohol consumption both frees them at times, while also having some dire consequences as well. I cannot quite explain why, but there are moments in this movie when elegantly sipping vodka with an orange in the glass with acid jazz playing in the background, it never looked so appealing. The sound design, the crisp tactile way in which everything is filmed, drinking liquor with friends in a nice upscale setting, it's inherently cinematic. And this film plays into that for much of its runtime. But of course, there's also the dark side. How do you sneak alcohol when you're teaching public school? Water jugs, coffee mugs, hidden bottles, flasks, around minors, no less. It's hard to not look pathetic at times. That Vinterberg portrays both sides of this experiment by showing rather than telling, it helps this story maintain a very delicate tone throughout, and each man's story becomes very engrossing, especially Martin's. All of it leads to a wonderful ending that's both bittersweet and life-affirming. Mickelson gives a great human performance at the center of it, and he's a joy to watch. Now let's go to the categories. First category would be Best Needle Drop. This would basically be the best song cue or the best piece of score used throughout the film. As I've said in previous podcasts, music is essential to film. And there's a very good standout for this category. That would be What a Life by Scarlet Pleasure. From what I understand, this song is very popular on Danish radio. I don't know if it's popular in American radio, but it's a glorious dance song. And it plays during an ending dance sequence where we see Mads Mikkelsen dance around a dock near his students like he's never danced before. What a It's a beautiful sequence. They even actually show it in the Oscar clip. It's a great scene and a great song to use. Wasted Talent would be the next award. This would basically be the most underutilized talent involved with the film. It could be anybody working on the film who's just not used to their potential. Now, I'm going a little different direction with the category this time, because this is more of a sentimental kind of tribute choice. But there's really no wasted talent on this film, as far as I can tell. But sadly, tragically, there was someone lost when this film first started production. And that person was Ida Winterberg. Ida Winterberg was the director's 19-year-old daughter. The film was dedicated to her at the very end. And he also actually cited her very tearfully in his Oscar acceptance speech, which if I'm being honest, that's really what finally drew me to watch this film. Ida was supposed to be in the film. It was also supposed to be filmed at her high school. But she died tragically in a car accident just four days into shooting. According to Vinterberg, this film is his monument to her, and I would say it's a very fitting monument. So Wasted Talent would go to Ida Winterberg, rest in peace, Wasted Talent indeed. The next category would be Trailer Moment, and this would be the scene that best describes this film. It could be a good scene, it could be a bad scene for a good movie or a bad movie. This is the one they use to sell the quality of the film. And for me, the trailer moment in this movie would probably be a lovely scene that's just about halfway through when we see all four main characters take their experiment to the next level. They do this by making cocktails containing orange peels, bourbon, Sazerac, and even some absinthe. Yep, that's right, absinthe. So we watch as they each imbibe these drinks. They write reports on their progress and their blood alcohol levels start to climb. All four of them start to groove to jazz with three of them dancing in a line in front of a bay window holding their drinks. 
Needless to say, the drinks look amazing. And for a time at least, the sequence is intoxicatingly fun. Though all indications are showing that the party won't last. And we find that out in the next scene, actually. And then the final category would be MVP. This would be the person or people most responsible for the success of this film. And there has to be one winner for this, and that has to be Thomas Vinterberg. He has crafted a delicate story that in the wrong hands could go so many bad ways. It could come off as a Danish version of The Hangover, if we're being honest. But instead, he's done something transcendent, and I cannot wait to see what he does next. If I was to rate this film, I would rate it four and a half stars out of five. It's a great film. It deserved the Oscar, and I cannot recommend it highly enough. If you want to catch this film, it is currently streaming on Hulu. And if you're a member of Hulu, it's free. They might even re-release it in theaters at some point, which I might think. But see it whenever you can. I highly recommend this. And that ends this episode. And join us next time for another review from Living for the Cinema. Living for the Cinema.